a couple of things uh, in the service today. So we started with the prelude, and then we're going to have a children's gathering song for wandering this morning. And then there's a couple other surprises with the choir. So pay attention. We're going to keep you on your toes, okay? I know, I'm so bossy today. New year, new me. Bossy me. <laughs> Welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. It's good to see you. You are invited to uh, register your attendance in the pew pads if you'd like. Um, trying to reduce uh, announcements, and so I just want to invite you to look at the back of your bulletin for important dates and things uh, that are coming up in the service. Um, would like to announce something that didn't make it in the bulletin, bless you, Jamie Lynn Haskins, that Francis Harper, um, a longtime member of 7th Street, passed away this past week. Um, we just found out about it um, on Friday, though she passed away on December 31st. And um, visitation is today um, from 2 to 5 at Bliley's on Staples Mill. So visitation 2 to 5 today um, at Bliley's on Staples Mill. So we um, keep her family in our thoughts and prayers. Um, also, today officially marks... What happened to you, Andrew? Okay, welcome. Sorry, didn't... Goodness, he got a scooter for Christmas. Um, it officially marks the end of uh, the Christmas season, and so this week we will be taking down Christmas decorations. So um, feel free to drop by the church if you want to come help me on Wednesday, 10 to 12. Um, I'll send out another email about that. And then Olivet, where'd you disappear to? Olivet has a quick announcement. Are you from there and I can repeat or whatever? I'll come to you. She. <laughs> I thought you wanted to do it. <laughs> I can do that. I'm sorry. Good morning. Outreach has another project, as we always do every month. Today starts our soup for Fisher House sales. For those of you who do forgotten what Fisher House is, it is the Ronald McDonald House of the McGuire Veterans Hospital. This is the, another way that we serve our veterans. It's $5 a carton. They're homemade. They're, I won't say no to any volunteers that want to give some soup to sale, but we have uh, several different kinds, and we will continue to sell this month and next month. It's not, it's not cold today, but it will be. <laughs> That's right. You want to have it on hand. So um, I think that the recommended donation is $5 a quart, and uh, or you can give more. That's right. That's just the recommended donation. That's right. So that is all the announcement I have. Um, it is a wandering Sunday, so uh, all kids of any age are welcome to uh, come forward um, as we, we're going to try a wandering song. We're singing This Little Light of Mine. So can y'all help me? Can y'all help me? Y'all know this. All right. Y'all want an instrument? Yeah? Okay. All right. We got Martha playing it on guitar, so... Thanks, Martha. Let's do it.
please rise as you're able and join me in the call to worship. The Magi came from many places to see the baby Jesus. The Magi brought gifts to offer the child. The Magi traveled to Bethlehem and saw a great light. And now we'll sing verses 1, 4, and 5 of hymn 151, the first Noel. Let us pray. Guiding God, bless us on the road we have chosen to seek your star. Light our paths that we may not walk in darkness, but walk with you, the light of the world. Enable us to bring gifts worthy of the Christ child. Teach us to be wise and to risk sharing our unique visions for the world. Amen. And now that we are at peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another.
may be seated. And now a reading from the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. And the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nobaioth shall minister to you. They shall be acceptable on my altar, and I will glorify my gorgeous house. Who are these that fly like a cloud and like doves to their windows? For the coastland shall wait for me, the ships of Tarshish first, to bring your children from far away, their silver and gold with them, for the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. The word of the Lord. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I invite you to read along in your pew Bibles or to actively listen. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. 
Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Christmas is over. We did it. (laughs) We made it to Epiphany. We can officially begin putting the Christmas decorations away. (laughs) Again, Wednesday, 10 to 12, here in the sanctuary. Some of us mark this occasion in different ways. Some of my minister friends throw what we call an epiphany party. You see, it's been a busy season for us minister folks. And so we like to just relax and celebrate. But in some circles, this day is also known as Women's Christmas. Have y'all heard of this? I had not heard of this. Women's Christmas. Or also known as Nalugnamon. It's a fun word to say, Nalugnamon. It's a cherished Irish tradition when women gather in homes, or because they're in Ireland in pubs, to relax and to celebrate and enjoy one another's company while all happily leaving the care of household duties to the men. Believe it or not, Epiphany is more than just a marker for the official end of Christmas. It does mark the story where we hear of the three kings arriving in Bethlehem at the stable that Jesus is born to offer him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. It is the day that we acknowledge, that is recognized, where foreign dignitaries recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Epiphany kind of marks the big reveal, right? 
where even those outside the community recognize Jesus as more than just a baby, but as the Messiah. I want us to take a moment to imagine this story for today. A poor family, maybe living in a homeless shelter or living in one of those tent communities hidden alongside the highway. And they have a baby in less than ideal circumstances. And they don't know it yet, but their situation is about to get worse. They are about to become refugees. Imagine that. And then imagine that some fancy delegation of diplomats in their suits and their ties and their fancy dresses come looking for this family in their poverty and present them some fancy gifts. Such a scene should strike us as strange, as something must be wrong here. Such a scene should leave us scratching our heads and wonder, what on earth is going on? We should be asking ourselves, what, what did we miss? Do they have the right person? And after those fancy delegates leave, what do you think would happen to a poverty-stricken family who suddenly was given a bunch of expensive gifts. Sometimes it takes outsiders to help us see things in new ways. Maybe it's as simple as soliciting a friend's advice or going to counseling to get a different perspective on a problem. Or maybe it's seeing our own ridiculous excuses reflected back to us. I remember when I was in Thailand, I was working for a, a I was teaching uh, English at a school for disabled students, many of them missing limbs um, because, of, because of injury. And I remember I had, they liked to play lots of sports. They would be in, many were in wheelchairs and they'd play like wheelchair basketball, which is really hard if you've ever tried to sit and throw a ball. 
or they'd play soccer with one leg, and there were different rules. Like if you only had one leg, you could use your arm. Anyway, um, I remember coming back and I had had an ingrown toenail. Very unfortunate. And one of the students came up to me, Samran, and he goes, teacher, 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 will you come play soccer with us? This is Samran, he had one leg. He had, a, he had a, like an artificial leg too. And I'm like, oh, Samran, I can't, you see, I just had an ingrown toenail taken care of. And in the midst of like saying my excuse as to why I can't play soccer, here he is with one leg just wanting me to play with him. I was seeing my own ridiculous excuse reflected back to me. And I quickly ran and played soccer the best I could. Oftentimes, whether it's welcomed or not, it is the outside voice that wakes us up, that reminds us there may be another way. That outside perspective that helps us view the world differently, that perhaps even sees a solution to a problem. There's a story about a Malcolm McLean probably have no idea who he is, but he was a blue-collar truck driver who was responsible for revolutionizing the shipping industry. McLean was sitting in his truck behind a bunch of other trucks whose contents were being unloaded, and he figured it out with all that extra time sitting in his truck that it would take a whopping nine hours for all those trucks to be fully unloaded. And it occurred to McLean that this process would go a lot faster if the workers in front of them would just rem remove the whole trailer from the back of the truck, as opposed to unloading each and every box from the trailer. McLean's suggestion was met with laughter. But two decades later, he turned his idea into reality, designing shipping containers that detach from trucks and could be stacked on top of one another in the hull of a ship. A method that is still used today. On this last day of Christmas, the love of God gave to us the gift of vision. In this story of the wise men, they see a star and have the courage to follow it. They see a poor family and that little baby and know that it is the Messiah. They see how God's love will usher in a new way. They see a king's lust for power, and they choose a different road. They see what others do not, and teach us to look 
with different eyes. What a gift it is to be seen. To be really seen just as we are. With all of our perfect imperfections. What a gift it is for someone to stop and to look at you and to pay attention, to listen. Now I know some of you in here, your vision is impaired. Some of you don't see as well as you used to. But what this story is talking about is having a deeper vision, even a vision without eyes. It's about having faith. Truth is, can you imagine looking at a star? Any star in the sky. And then following it and figuring out exactly what house it stops under? comical. Seeing, really seeing someone is not just about vision, but about listening. Listening to understand the story. It's about acknowledging another's humanness. It's even about having the courage to act against all the social norms. In my time working with people experiencing homelessness, people often would ask me, Holly, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't have any money to give. I don't know that giving money is such a good idea to someone experiencing homelessness. And I say, you don't have to. Just look at them. Pay attention to them. Look at them in the eyes and say, hi, how are you? I hope you have a good day. That will do more than any dollar. What would it look like and feel like to acknowledge someone that society deems insignificant. What does it look like to acknowledge them as a child of God? As the Messiah? What would a world look like with such epiphanies? Treating the lowly or the outcast, the soon-to-be refugee, as a child of God. What could we achieve if we had the courage to see a different perspective, to see a new way that things can be done, to see the poor, 
to see the refugee. To see the homeless. To see that person who is struggling with their health or mental illness. To see the Christ child. To see God. The gift of epiphany. The gift of vision. To those the world does not see and expect nothing in return. I invite us to stand and sing the first three verses of our hymn of commitment, We Three Kings. Stand if you are able.
You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Quietly, the new year slips in. Are we now more fearful, more careful, more tired? Are we now more aware of the suffering, the violence, the inequality, the injustice in our world? Holy God, in this new year, we seek you as we have always sought you. We need you as we have always needed you. We hunger for your presence, your peace, your justice, your love. Open our hearts afresh and anew. Open our minds that we may know you. Open our hands that we may care for you. Open our ears and eyes that we may hear and see you in our neighbor, in the foreigner, in the refugee, even in our enemy, and perhaps especially in ourselves. That we may know in the deepest part of ourselves that you call us and that we are capable of seeing and naming, doing and being your love, your peace, your hope, and your justice in this, your world. Amen. From the prophet Isaiah, the wealth of the nations. From Paul, the apostle, the joyous news of mysterious grace. From the sages from the east, an homage of rich treasure, one after another. We hear grateful praise for the God who makes a home with humanity. And we respond as well, bringing our own treasure singing of our own joy, offering our own wonder, 
Let us give richly and boldly. Let us gather our gifts together and offer them to God in gratitude and praise. Let us pray. God of every good gift, here we present our offerings. There is money here fulfilling our pledges to support the ministries we do in your name. And there are gifts that we give in response to your spirit, which we remember in joyful song and holy story, in prayer and silence. And there are other gifts, not physical on this table, but held in our hearts. God, we offer them all to you. We ask your blessing on all that we give so that your loving care reaches into us and out to all the world ever more deeply and gracefully. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Historically, okay, I'm good. Historically, the church universal has not always been a place of welcome, a place where all folks are seen. But there are no outsiders at this table. All are indeed welcome. And it is not in spite of our diversity. 
but in fact because of it. And so in celebration of every race, every gender, every gender identity, every orientation, every socioeconomic status, every differing ability, every age, we gather here. And with the breaking of bread and the filling of this cup, we proclaim that just as the Magi saw baby Jesus, so we see and we celebrate every person here as a beloved child of God. Please join us in singing now hymn 172, We Three Kings, verses 4 and 5. Continuing the song. As we come to this table, we remember that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is like my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus poured out the wine and he blessed it. And he gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Holy One. You meet us here this morning as you are always meeting us, in each moment and with each breath. You meet us here and with this bread and this cup remind us that we are indeed yours. As the Magi beheld our risen Lord, so you behold us with great love, radical hospitality, and boundless care, reminding us that all are welcome to partake, all are wrapped in your love and your grace. We are indeed enough in this new year because we are yours. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We do partake of communion by intinction. You are invited to come forward, taking a piece of bread and dipping it into the cup and partaking of both elements together. Please remember that no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome to this table. Let us pray. People of God, shine. The light of our Christ is in us and among us, guiding us and blessing us. With hearts of thanksgiving, let us pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. we will be singing our closing hymn but we're having a brief nativity moment because I believe you guys can gather up the kids that went to wandering did y'all make something for Jesus today yeah. you want to come show us what you brought so the kids were invited to make whatever they would take as a gift to baby Jesus yes so do y'all want to share what did you make Graham? I made a what? robot for you him to play with Graham made him a robot for him to play with. That is very thoughtful. What about you, Miss Ellie? I made a baby bottle for Jesus to eat on so he wouldn't get very hungry. Very thoughtful. I bet Mary and Joseph are very appreciative of that gift. Absolutely. And what about you, Miss Jen? I made Jen? a blanket so Johnny Lantern can stay warm. And a blanket. Thank you. Very thoughtful gift. Very practical and thoughtful. Thank you, guys. I hope you all had fun and wandering. Thanks for sharing. All right, let us stand and go forth as disciples, singing our closing hymn, As With Gladness, on page 173.
receive this benediction from the words of Howard Thurman. When the song of the angel is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, and to make music in the heart. Go now to love and serve your Lord.